Hey there, Sooners Nation. Got some great news out of the transfer portal from the weekend. We had a big day for Mark Andrews on Sunday. We have a running back that could be going to the NFL, might decide to stay. Still remains to be seen. We'll talk about his pro prospects. And we got some recruiting updates as well. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. You can also read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. And we got a lot of really great stuff to talk about on today's show, a lot of things to touch on. But first and foremost, we got to talk about Theo Wheeze after I tell you about who is sponsoring this podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Theo Wees is returning to the Oklahoma Sooners. It came out late at, or in the afternoon on Friday that he was withdrawing his name from the transfer portal and would be returning to the Sooners for the 2022 season. And I think that's really great news for Oklahoma. Uh, they lose Jaden Hazelwood to the portal. They lose Austin Stogner to the, to the portal. It was expected that Spencer Rattler would go to the portal as well. And so between Hazelwood and Stogner, you're losing two of your most kind of experienced and important wide receivers or pass catching targets um, in the in the Oklahoma passing game. Now you still have got Marvin Mims, you got Mario Williams, you got Jaleel Farouk, you got Cody Jackson, you got Trayvon West, you got a lot of really good players still in your wide receiver arsenal. But adding a guy like Theo Weiss, I think, or bringing a guy back like Theo Weiss, I think is really important for this team. It's important to have depth, as we saw in the 2021 season. They had a lot of injury attrition. Michael Woods was out. Mario Williams was out at times. Uh, these guys got banged up throughout the season, and it's important to have that depth so you can have a guy come off the bench and be able to play significant snaps for you, and you're not losing anything. With a guy like Theo Weiss, you're getting a really, really good outside receiver, somebody who can be a, a possession receiver. Much like what Jaden Hazelwood's role was for the Oklahoma Sooners this season, that's really what Theo Weiss was in 2020. Now he did average 14 yards per reception in 2020, he was second, or he's tied for first on the team in, rece- in uh, receptions and first down receptions uh, with Marvin Mims, and I think that's really important to note because a lot of some of, some of this team's struggles were related to guys just not being able to make some plays after the catch. They weren't necessarily able to get open. Um, you know, they weren't making plays at the sticks. You know, to get first downs, and they just it, at times it looked kind of inconsistent and looked disjointed. And I don't know if that was just chemistry, that was lack of experience, because you're relying on, on a lot of younger guys to make plays for you. And this was a team that just never had offensive consistency. And so bringing a guy that's got a lot of experience back like Theo Wees, it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of a guy like Marvin Mims. It's going to take the pressure off of Mario Williams or, or Cody Jackson to, be, to have to be the guy going forward. Now we know that Marvin Mims is the most explosive player on the team. He's the guy that you know, has led the team in yards after the, or yards per reception. He's, you know, he's averaging more than 17 yards per reception for his career. And so you want to continue to feed him the ball down the field, but you got to have threats underneath that are going to 
make the defense respect them. And I think Theo Weiss brought that in 2020. And that's why Marvin Mims, who granted was a little bit of a relative unknown as a true freshman, it didn't take long for people to figure out that Marvin Mills was going to be a player, but you had to have players that can make plays underneath in the passing game to, to threaten the defense and make them respect the short to intermediate part of the field. And Theo Weiss did that. His ability to make plays after the catch, if you look back to the Bedlam game in 2020, I mean, he caught a short pass along the sideline and was able to make several guys miss for the touchdown. That's what Oklahoma needs. They need guys that can make plays with the ball in their hands after the catch in the short area of the field. I feel like they got away from using Mario Williams in that aspect because early in the season, you know, against Tulane, Western Kentucky, Nebraska, they were using him a lot in the in the short to intermediate part of the field on, on bubble screens, getting the ball in his hands and letting him make a play. Toward In the latter half of the season, I felt like they got away from that a little bit where they were they didn't really make the defense make a play. And as you saw with Oklahoma at times, like, Tackling is not necessarily a consistent thing at the NCAA level. It's Shoot, it's not consistent at the NFL level either. And so sometimes you just want to get the ball into your playmaker's hands and let him make a play. So getting Theo Weiss back, I think that's going to be huge for hopefully Caleb Williams. It would seem now you can't necessarily judge one player's decision as a, you know, as breaking that another player is going to stay, but one would assume that if Theo Weiss is staying, that he's got confidence that a certain quarterback is going to be staying, that Caleb Williams is going to be staying. And we've talked about it on the show several times. We talked about it with Parker a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it last week as well, that there's a lot of signs pointing to Caleb Williams returning to the Oklahoma Sooners. Yes, he didn't come to Oklahoma to play for Oklahoma. He came to play for Lincoln Riley. All that's true. And yet, People change. We see it all the time. If you watch college football all the, at, at all, you can see that people change their way of thinking all the time, whether it's a, a recruit decommitting from one school to commit to another, whether it's a coach up and leaving one school to go to another for another opportunity. We see people change the, the, their thought processes all the time. And so Caleb Williams could stay, very well stay, just because he likes the vibe in Norman, because he likes Jeff Levy, because he likes Brent Venables, he likes his teammates. I mean, he's got relationships that are that go beyond Lincoln Riley at this point. If it was one of those, you know, like we see, you know, uh, Malachi Nelson, the 2023 recruit, he doesn't have any relationships in Norman that would have tied him here. And so, of course, he's going to go. If this was a year ago, and Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma for USC a year ago, then yeah, Caleb Williams is probably is most definitely going. He doesn't have any reason to keep him in Norman. But Caleb Williams also helped recruit a lot of guys to come to Norman. Let's not forget the Sooner Summit that he put on last August when his high school season got canceled. And so he and his family organized an event to bring you know Sooner's commits and recruits from around the country to Norman to just hang out. Caleb Williams did that. So he's just going to up and leave all the guys that he helped kind of recruit. I don't know. But anyway, Theo Weiss is coming back. That's good news for them. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the field. I was hoping we were going to get to see him uh, this season. Maybe we'll see him in the Alamo Bowl. I I highly, I don't know. He looked like he was getting ready to play uh, towards the end of the season, but they held him out. 
He warmed up once or twice with the team in pregame warmups, but never saw any significant action on the field. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it's a bit disappointing, but hopefully we'll get to see him in the Alamo Bowl. I think, you know, he'll, he'll be a, uh, a welcome presence for the Oklahoma Sooners uh, in the receiving core. Obviously, with Jaden Hazelwood gone, you got some snaps that you can, you can fill with a guy like Theo Weese if you want to get him that action. If you just want to let him rest and continue to uh, just get stronger and get ready for the 2022 season, that'd be understandable as well. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about Kennedy Brooks. He has some things to say uh, in his uh, media session on Friday where he talked about what his thought process is on staying and staying with the Alamo bowl, going to the NFL. We'll also touch on some recruiting nuggets. And I want to talk about Mark Andrews big day as well. And how in the world the NFL let him drop to the third round. But first I want to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a leader in college sports, daily fantasy offering more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. They offer all the star players of the power five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of in basketball. You can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. In the NFL, you can play yardage, touchdowns, and even interceptions if you like to go that route. All of our users, or all of you guys, can receive a 100% deposit match by using our promo code Locked On. a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by using our promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com, daily fantasy made easy. And again, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Make sure you go check out the college football playoff preview here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021. We got local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins or began last Friday. So you can check it out. Find it on your podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcasts. But let's talk about Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks spoke to the media on friday i believe and um basically said you know he's he's waiting to make any kind of decision or declaration for his future until after the alamo bowl it was always his intention to play in the alamo bowl he just believed that you start something you finish it and kind of cited his absence from the team in 2020 as a big reason why he wanted to play he, he's like i'm i I missed so much football last year. I missed playing football last year. I'm not going to miss out on another opportunity to play, play football. Now he looks like a guy that's got pro prospects, whether he'd be, be a premium pick, excuse me, uh, ate some pizza today. And it's really, it's really gotten to me. Um, whether he'd be a premium pick in the NFL draft, a top 100 pick, it's probably unlikely that he would be, but I think he's definitely a guy that goes within the first five rounds in the NFL draft. Uh, running back has been devalued so much in the NFL that unless you're like a Brees Hall or, um, you know, Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, it's unlikely that you're going to be selected in the first two rounds or so. But Kennedy Brooks is a guy that is going to be very, very useful at the NFL level whenever he decides to go to the NFL. Now, if he decided to come back to Oklahoma, there's a big opportunity for him because there's still a lot of open snaps available. Yes, you have Eric Gray. You've got Gavin Sacha coming in in 2022. You got Marcus Major, which would, that would make a pretty great running back room if Kennedy Brooks decided to stay. However, you know, the mileage on running backs only goes so long. My, running backs are not Toyotas. Like a Toyota, it'll run forever, right? If you take good care of it, it'll run for, forever. Running backs, they're short. You know, they, they run for a very limited amount of time. 
the NFL data supports that about age 27, these running backs just start to break down. And it's just the wear and tear from all of the carries they took in high school, college, the NFL. It's like, you know, pitcher's arms. They can only take so much before they start to break down. Same goes for running backs. Now, there are some like Adrian Peterson who seems to defy uh, any of that, that data, that logic. There's also, you know, Frank Gore out there. I mean, there's players that can definitely uh, be the exception to the rule, but you look at the data and the data suggests that 27, you're starting to kind of fall off a cliff in your production. So Kennedy Brooks, you know, he's, he's already kind of a bit of an older back, even though he's just a junior, he's got eligibility. If he wants to play, I think obviously he's a great asset to have. I just have a hard time seeing him come back for another year when he's already had 3000 yard seasons for the Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, he's put up a lot of really, really good tape, and he's going to get an opportunity to play in the NFL, and he'll get drafted. It's just a matter of where, because it, it, a lot of it's just going to depend on how well he tests. What's his athletic profile going to be? Because we know that he's got great vision, which translates to the NFL. We know that he's got good elusiveness, which translates to the NFL, good balance. And he's able to read holes and, and find the holes and, and hit them hard, which is going to translate to the NFL. Everything he does well translates. It's just a matter of does he have – is he going to test well enough in the speed, the agility, the strength stuff that is that does matter to NFL scouts and general managers? How well will he test in those things? But as a Kennedy Brooks fan, like that's one of my favorite players of the last decade. I love watching Kennedy Brooks run. Um, if you listen to this show at all for the last uh, year and a half that I've been hosting it, then you know my affinity for Kennedy Brooks. You know how much I love that dude, and I would love to see him back for another year uh, wearing the crimson and cream for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, let's let's talk some recruiting. Man, we, we got great some great recruiting news. There's been a lot of whispers out there about uh, a potential, you know, potential news on on maybe a guy like Jaron Kanak. We don't know anything just yet, but a lot of recruits were really excited. If you follow them on social media today, they were, I don't know, they were just being silly, but they were definitely acting like some big news is coming down. But some interesting news is our guy Parker Thune from OU Insider Two Four Seven Sports. He's a recruiting analyst over there. He he uh, submitted some crystal ball projections on Ahmad Moten, who we talked about a few weeks back. He was one of the early offers by Brent Venables and his defensive staff. He's a defensive tackle out of Florida. He's like 290, 6'3". Dude's just a, a, a load. Uh, now, he's a little bit different than Alton Tarber, who is probably more of your one technique, your nose tackle type. Um, Moten is probably your you know more of a three technique type. But what this signifies is that they're going to be stout in the middle. Brent Venables wants a stout defensive tackle group and he is not getting shy about showing that Moten uh, over at 247 sports right now only has a three stars but I think he got his fourth star today so uh, and has plans to release his top five later this week which Oklahoma is probably most assured to be on uh, but probably won't sign later he's got official visits coming in January Oklahoma he'll visit later in January uh, so that's that's big news. I'm excited to see if Brent Venables can close the deal on that one. I would love to see him and Tarber line up next to each other one day in in uh, in in Oklahoma or for Oklahoma and and just daring teams to try and run on him. That just 
that just sounds like a lot of fun. We're gonna have those big, big dudes, and it's gonna be stout. And then he also, they also, uh, Parker also submitted a crystal ball on our Mason Thomas, the edge defender, who's a teammate of Moten's, uh, out in Florida. This guy also a three star, but he's a track athlete too. He's like six two 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 twenty, um, a bit of a a um, lighter edge rusher but a guy that's got a lot of speed and a guy that's going to be able to get off the edge quick. Uh, he runs the 100, 200, 400 for his track team, which to me is pretty impressive if you're an edge defender and you're able to run that fast. So that's, that's going to be really interesting to watch. I hope that they're able to add him. If they're able to add him and Jaron connect, you add two track athletes with that kind of speed. That's going to be ridiculous. It's going to make Grinch's speed D um, look slow. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. Um, and then I just wanted to touch on some really interesting, you know, thing. I put the, put together a piece over at the Sooners wire that you can check out of Oklahoma's just ability to recruit in the state of Oklahoma. And this year in, in the 2022 recruiting cycle, they hit on four of the top 10 prospects in Oklahoma. Um, those being Gentry Williams, Jacob Sexton. Robert Spears Jennings. And Jaden Rowe. Now, they had an opportunity at adding a fifth in uh, Talon Shetron, but he flipped his commitment to Oklahoma State last summer. Um, what I found interesting in this is that this, these are the most um, – Oklahoma in-state Oklahoma recruits that they've landed since 2018 when they also landed four back in 2017, they landed five, uh, 2016 one. So, you know, of the last 12 recruiting classes, they've added four or more in-state guys seven times. Um, they average about three in-state prospects per year. Um, and I think it's I think it's important to note, like if you're Oklahoma, you've got to be getting a lot of these top guys in your state. Um, now, kids may just not want to come here; they may want to go play somewhere else, which is you know fair. You know the the student athletes are going to have a lot of reasons why they make the decision that they make. But landing the top players in your state shows that you're the power in your state. Oklahoma State also landed four of the top ten recruits from Oklahoma this year. Talon Shetron being one of them, but it's going to show that Oklahoma state is catching up at least in the state. And they've always, they've done a good job recruiting Oklahoma. And that's why they're, I mean, it's part of the reason why their defense is so good is they, they're getting these Oklahoma kids that are just really good players. And a lot of the, I mean, not just the defense, but the offense as well. You got Brennan Presley, the, the punt returner, the kick returner. He's an Oklahoma kid there's a good chance they could land Casey Thompson, who's the Texas quarterback in the transfer portal. So, you know, and is from Oklahoma and that's where Oklahoma needs to start winning more of these recruiting battles. They got to start beating Oklahoma state more often than not. They got to, they've got to get in there and, and land the top prospects. And, you know, they did get the top prospect Gentry Williams. He's the number one Oklahoma recruit or prospect. Uh, but, you know, they had Talon Shetron, but they lost him. Chris McClellan, the number three prospect in Oklahoma, he's going to Florida. Um, Morian Horn, 
The number four is going to Texas Tech. And then you got Sexton. You got Robert Spears Jennings, both going to Oklahoma. And then C.J. Brown's going to Oklahoma State. Braylon Presley, Brennan Presley's little brother, is going to be going to Oklahoma State. They got The Sooners got Jaden Rowe. And then Deshaun Brown, he's an edge out of Choctaw. He's going to Oklahoma State as well. So, you know, it, it's a, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting 50, 50, you know, they're, they're beating Oklahoma state on some of these, uh, the, you know, four versus four. So, but what I'd like to see is that as Oklahoma continues to build their program under Brent Venables, that they start winning more of these. Cause these are good. These are talented players. They're really, really good kids. And you got to win your in-state prospects. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about Mark Andrews, big historic day for the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, it's March to the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys won today. They're now the two seed in the NFC, making their march to the playoffs as well. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. And it's the holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. Hey, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from. You'll have a hard time making your decision. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Or will you go for that coconut brownie chunk? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the, the holiday shoppers. You don't got your Christmas shopping done yet? You got to get to the mall, got to get to Walmart, got to get to the store. Well, make sure you take a Built Bar with you. Go to BuiltBar.com, sorry, Built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order over at Built.com. And that's 15% off at Built.com. Mark Andrews had himself a day today. He became the first Baltimore Ravens tight end to surpass 1,000 yards receiving in its history. Now, Baltimore's only been around for a couple decades at this point, but that's still a pretty incredible um, feat for, for Mark Andrews. Now, I mean, it's not an incredible feat for Mark Andrews, but it's pretty incredible that it took this long for a tight end to get past 1,000 yards uh, for the Ravens, um, which brings me back to what was one of the more incredible scenarios that played out when Mark Andrews was drafted, he went in the third round. And for the life of me, I still don't understand how a guy of his talent and caliber could go in the third round. It's much like what happened with Creed Humphrey this last year, where he goes in the back of the second, but Mark Andrews, not only was he drafted in the third round, he was the second tight end that Baltimore took in that draft. They drafted Hayden Hurst in the first and then came back and took Mark Andrews in the, in the third. And just, again, flabbergasted by the idea that someone who was as productive as Mark Andrews was and as athletic and as sure-handed just had all the tools, the ability to win downfield, the ability to get open, that he would last as long as he lasted. 
And some of that goes back to just the lack of respect that the Big 12 gets, which is part of the reason that Oklahoma is looking to move to the SEC, is not only will they get their, their players get more respect because they're playing against higher level competition. If you look at players drafted by conference over the last decade or so, the SEC just wipes the table with everybody. And so the Big 12 or Oklahoma looking to kind of raise the profile for their players, getting into the SEC is going to help them. So a guy like Mark Andrews, who has incredible seasons, may not fly under the radar as much and does go to go in the first round, the second round. But he had a huge day. He had 10 catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and Baltimore nearly beat the Green Bay Packers, even though Lamar Jackson was out. They almost beat the Green Bay Packers with Brent Hundley, Brett Hundley at quarterback. And I, I think this is what has me so excited about guys like Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn who are going to be coming to Oklahoma. I think it's going to provide some really, really fun opportunities for them to maybe make their, their tight end name for themselves, maybe make a big splash like Mark Andrews did. Because that, that dude was great, and he's now like the standard for tight end play at Oklahoma. I mean, the current standard. You got Jermaine Finley, who was fantastic. Uh, you got oh, Jackson. Gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's going to really bother me. Um, it's late at night here as I'm recording this show. And... I'm going to find it because I'm not going to be able to bot. Keith Jackson, my God, I'm sorry. That's terrible. Um, you can tell I'm a younger Sooners fan. But, yeah, like Keith Jackson, Jermaine Gresham, Mark Andrews, like could Caden Helms and, and Jason Llewellyn be the next one of those guys? the next guy that has big seasons for the Oklahoma Sooners. I think they can. I think they've got the talent. They've got the athleticism to do that. Um, now, a lot of it's going to come down to quarterback play and scheming, but with a coach like Joe John Finley, a good offensive coordinator like Jeff Lebby, there's a good chance that these guys are going to be able to break out. But congrats to Mark Andrews becoming the first Baltimore Ravens tight end to reach 1,000 yards receiving. And that's pretty incredible considering they had Todd Heap, who was a really, really good tight end in his time for the, for the Ravens, even though he had some injury issues at times. He played really, really well for them. Um, and and it's, it's just fun to see the Sooners succeed, right? It's always fun to watch your guys succeed in the NFL. Uh, you know, I'm not a Baltimore Ravens fan. You know, if you know my history, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So thrilled that I've got C.D. Lamb to root for every Sunday. But I love also watching the Sooners succeed, whether it's Kyler Murray or Baker course coming up in a couple weeks I, I won't be so excited if Kyler Murray is succeeding against my Cowboys but yeah it's just fun to watch these guys in the NFL do their thing put up big numbers and if you're a fantasy owner of Mark Andrews then you're definitely thrilled with his performance this week but hey that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners again thank you so much for tuning in and thank you to those of you who are helping us reach our goal or my goal of 1,000 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the year we are about 43 subscribers away from reaching that goal. So make sure you go to YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the like button, and also hit the notification bell to let you know when new videos are up. But until tomorrow, my name is John Williams, Boomer.
sooner.